me to the house? Are you ready? I have a word. I have a word on behalf of God today. Leviticus chapter 23. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Who spoke? The Lord. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, These are my appointed feasts. Feasts. The appointed feasts of the Lord, which you are proclaimed as sacrifice as Sembel. I'm speaking to more than just one person. I know I'm speaking to more than two or three people. There are six days in which you may work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the rest of the days of the sacred assembly. You are not to do any work whenever you live. It is the Sabbath to the Lord. Verse 9, the Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and say to them, when you enter the land, I am going to give you and reap its harvest. Bring to the priest of a shield of the first grain you have harvested. We're going to continue moving in that time. Lord Jesus, we give thanks to you for your word. It is blessed. my heart, Lord, I ask that your, your spirit is the healing of us today, Father God. Whatever we need healed, Father God, that we may refocus in the path in your word. Lord Jesus, that you may help whoever is struggling, whoever is going through something, Lord. I just ask that this word may speak to them, that it may bring a renewed spirit over their lives. Amen. Take your seat this morning. When we speak, when we speak close to the festivals, we could do we could do conferences of the festivals that are done for the Lord. How they have been established in part of God. There are there are three reasons I'm going to speak to you on these festivals. It wasn't so that the people of Israel could just all of a sudden start worshiping God or all of a sudden to stop start worshiping God. That's not what the festivals were about. When we hear the word festival, what do we think of? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? We could be honest. The first thing that I think of is a, a, a food. 
a barbecue. That's what I think of. The Lord is doing stuff today. Somebody said that this church is in a st in a stagnant, but that is not true. God is preparing us for what is ahead of us. We are believing what God is doing and what he's saying. Not just in this house, but in our homes, in the lives of our children, in the lives of our family. I'm already going in another direction. But three reasons why God installed festivals. Number one, the, the festivals were were a window to give salvation. It was a window of opportunity, a, a prophetic window, so that we can see, so we can see through the festivals, the prophetic accomplishment. Pastor, I don't understand you. Explain it to me. I can interpret your silence right now. I don't like window shopping. I'm going to be honest. But I know that some enjoy it. What is it that happens when you go window shopping? Somebody said uh, just to go desire things. If you go to a place, uh, the mall, you see a bunch of, of windows and you see a bunch of clothes through those windows. Oh, hold on, sisters. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak a little bit personal right here. Love, we love seeing the dresses. We love looking at them through the window. And what goes through your mind when you see them? I see it. I saw myself. And the men are like, oh, I didn't see it. I didn't see you. So what's happening? So you guys can understand, have a clear vision of what you're seeing. So in window shopping, you're seeing what's in the future. So the Lord establishes festivals. And we, if we go to the word. From the, even from the Old Testament. We, he installs festivals. He shows festivals. During the pandemic in Israel, they were still celebrating. There are seven types of festivals that we're also going to be talking about. That these festivals, they get us closer to the end times. The second reason that God establishes festivals
there has to be with festival, is what he's saying. salvation that God has for us is through the festivals. You are celebrating the salvation that he has provided, that he will bring in the future. We celebrate. We celebrate God and the salvation that he will give in the end. The second type with festivals. That's the second type. You have to come with a face like you're going to a party. I've never seen anybody get to a party and just look torn up. No, seriously. I mean, unless you're going fighting with your spouse or, you know? But when you go to a party, what is it that happens? You are and when you're invited people or when people when you invite people they bring gifts or, or you bring a gift to the party. What is it that happens? You get ready, you prepare. Even you even go for a new dress because you, you're like, oh no, they, they already saw me in that dress. They already saw me in that t-shirt. I gotta wear something new. And we have to enter with that same spirit to celebrate God. That's why people live so angrily and upset. They th and they think that religion is boring and... Christianity is not about making friends. It has to do with your attitude, with character, with happiness, with fruits of the Spirit. It has to do with what you're living, with what's on the inside. You have to live with happiness. Just one side of the church applause. I don't know how the Lord's looking at us right now because only half the church clapped. You have to come with an attitude of gratefulness and thankfulness. And the front of the door says, Come in with acts of thankfulness. Says it in Spanish. So when you come in, you have to say, Thank you, Lord, for this week. Thank you for this week because I didn't die this week. Maybe the next one, but not this week. Thank you, Lord, because I'm with life. Thank you, Lord, because you saved me from that accident. Thank you, Lord, because you have been faithful. Thank you, Lord. See, when you go to the festivals, 
You go to enjoy, to be happy, to see family. And same thing when you come to the Lord's house, it needs to be celebrated that God has been faithful, that God has not abandoned you. When you come to the house of the Lord, you have to look for that oxygen, that breath of life that he gives to renew your strength like the eagle. You have to leave differently. When you go home, you have to go thinking in the word. So that you can think, oh, well, what did pastor teach last Sunday? The first thing we do is look for our notes. Because we don't go meditating in the word. You're in God's house and you're thinking, oh, what am I going to eat after service? Where are we going to have the barbecue? No, you have to leave this place different, leave renewed. You have to say, I'm ready for another round. I'm another, I'm ready for another battle with you. Because this problem is not going to determine my destination. Because this desert isn't going to kill me. So through the festivals, what I wrote here I liked. Through the festivals, shows us the route of where salvation leads it's like a map a map with routes on it God of order. God is a God of order. And he has designed a plan. He has designed the places of where you are going to pass through. See, where you are right now is not where God has for you. It's where he's going to take you. You're just going to pass through there. And he's going to know how much you can take. That's a detinerary. God has designed it. I think it's itinerary. You're going to pass through crisis. You're going to pass through sickness. But one day you're going to get to Cancun. Somebody saw themselves in Cancun right now. He said, I saw myself. It doesn't matter where you're walking through. Because where you find yourself right now is not what God has for you. They took away your job. It's not so that you can lose it all. It's not so you can lose your house. It's just to remind you 
that you are still in his hands. That the sickness that threw you into bed is not what's going to kill you. It's going to show you that God is still your healer. It's to remind you that he will heal you. It's not so that you can say, I can't. Do what you can. Do what you can. And God is going to show you he will do the impossible. All the festivals that God designed for the for the city, for the town. The first the first festival we're going to see, I'm just getting started. Are you ready for for a conference? Some of you are like, he already, he just mentioned three points. Or no, I, that was just the three points to the intro. So here's the first festival. Chapter 23. Or, actually, actually, chapter 12 of Exodus. We're going to see the first type. The first point. festival Passover that's the first one the first type of festival is the Passover in the Passover salvation had gotten there it had already been there through the blood of the Savior right there are you guys there in the in chapter 12 of exodus and we're going to jump to verse 11 you can read the rest if you'd like for more details this is how you are to eat it with your cloak tucked in your belt your sandals on your feet and your staff in your hand eat it in the Haste, it is the Lord's Passover. On the same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn, both men and animals. I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses you houses where you, where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. This is the day you are to commemorate for the generations to come. You shall celebrate it as if a festival to the Lord, a lasting ordinance. For seven days you are to eat bread made without yeast. On the first day, remove the yeast from your houses, and whomever eats anything with yeast, in it from the first day through the seventh must be cut off from Israel. Moses asks Pharaoh, but he does not let them leave. They're in the middle of a crisis because plague after plague has hit.
God made himself present. And God right now, in this story, God was doing something. He was at the point of bringing plague, bringing sickness. prepared to throw all of these to the to the government and to Pharaoh because he was going to do something for the Israelites that the Israelites were not prepared for God always will take us to the point where he wants you where we will do it his way. Look what's happening. He said, no, I want you here. Pharaoh was like, these are my slaves, and God was like, no, I want them here. If you were, if you read the verses before, you are going to see that this was the last, the last part. He was saying, get ready. So point number one, get ready because God is going to do something. Prepare like the Israelites that he is going to do something. God can't do something when we're being rebellious, when we're being disobedient. Our disobedience will always bring consequence. But the saddest thing, the saddest thing is, when the consequences come over our children, when the consequences come over our children, God was about to hurt them where it hurt them the most, the family. Because who likes it when they touch your child? Even sometimes just mentioning their name. Because nobody likes their child to be touched or harmed. And we were reading in verse 11. What was it that he said? First that they had prepared and if you read ahead uh, before as well it says that they prepared he even tells them how to eat their bread and he tells them what to do with the blood see in Egypt they had already experienced all these things but they had never felt a hurt like this. God was at the point of taking their firstborns. So, for God to do something, you have to be ready. If you read in verse 11, he mentions how to how to even eat. This is how they prepared. 
This is how you are to eat it, with your cloak tucked in into your belt and your sandals on your feet and your staff in your head. God is telling them, prepare, because I am at the point where I'm going to do something. Be prepared, be ready, because it's not just the Passover. As Christians, we know that the Passover reminds us of the sacrifice that Jesus that Jesus made, where the, Satan thought that he had defeated Christ. It is in the resurrection where we are saved, where me and you have new life in Christ. So he tells them, be prepared. Because in the middle of the pain, the suffering, I have designed something. That is what the Lord is saying. Somebody is feeling this word. Because in the middle of your situation, in the middle of your crisis, in the middle of your problem, God has designed something to bless you. I have designed something so you can see my hand, so that I can do something. That is what the Lord says. God had designed something for them. It is the Passover of the Lord. That is why he tells them. It, again, verse 11. He tells them to prepare. To prepare to leave. the word for someone. Many times where we see tra tragedy, where we see crisis, where we see pain, where we see a pandemic, where we see process, God has designed a blessing to demonstrate his plan over our lives. Maybe all you can see right now in these days is pain, crisis, pandemic, is anxiety. But in the middle of all this, we still see God's hand. I know that the faith of many of us is being taken to another dimension. before we were just talking about God right now your eyes will see God sometimes we can't see the pain sometimes we can't see God because the pain consumes us because the problem keeps us tied down it makes us lose our focus but God says don't worry just prepare yourselves. Be ready, because I'm going to do something. The Lord.
Lord says, I'm going to surprise you because I'm going to do something. I'm going to surprise you. Point number two. Where is your mark? Where is your mark? God tells them, mark blood on the top of your houses so that when the angel of death comes by, you can have the covering that you need. So your firstborns can have the covering. He's reading from 1 Corinthians 910 You could be going through the worst right now But you know what Your attitude In the middle of the attitude Is going to say what God you serve What God is moving God said, mark your door so that the angel of death cannot touch you. Put that covering. The scripture says that Satan is like a lion looking for who to kill and destroy. Like a lion searching for who to devour. To eat. But when he sees your mark, when he sees your mark, not the marks that life has left you, but that he may see your spiritual marks. When he sees your mark, that the presence of God may go with you. When it's when he sees that you have been marked by the Spirit. The enemy will come in giant in a giant form. And he will not let he's going to try and stop you. But because you are carrying the mark of the spirit, he's going to run the other direction. He will move away from you. Number three. With this one I finish. Whatever your situation, worship God. Whatever your situation, worship God. Why do I tell you this? Because each time we come to the house of God, we celebrate. We celebrate our salvation, our relationship with God. We celebrate something, something so powerful, our new life in Christ. Verse 14 says, This day you are to commemorate for the generation to come. You shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord and a lasting ordinance.
Pastor, I only have five, six years. Or like to... I've heard people say that, you know. I've only had four or five... You have to have memory of, of, of when you started your new life in Christ. When you were washed with the blood of Christ. See, I forgot when I was baptized. It was such a long time ago. But I had to go back and I had to look for the day that I accepted Christ. And when I was baptized as well. We have to remember those things. See, we remember everything else that's special. Especially the sisters. Right, men? We can't be, we can't forget a date. We can't forget a date with our spouses. The day that you first gave them a flower. Every, everything you can forget, but you cannot forget your anniversary date. Because you will be in problems, am I right? I imagine forgetting her birthday? <laughs> but there are dates that are important to us. There are days uh, dates that mark us because in due time that is what reminds us but I had to learn to remember all the dates quiz me I'll know them all I had to study uh, I used the twin towers the 9-11 to remind me of our anniversary because that's how I connect our our anniversary I don't know uh, there was a other the other day I was doing some paperwork where I had to give the birthdays of all my kids Usually men don't remember all the dates or birthdays of their children. Oh, but I want to take the party to my house. No, I'm just kidding. That's not why I remember my kids' birthdays. The festival of the Passover is one of the most important that the Israelites uh, celebrate even to this day. It is the day that they were finished being slaves. You cannot forget the date of which you accepted Christ in your heart. Because that day was the day that you broke chains in, in hell. Because that's when you broke chains from serving the world. That is when you broke chains from your past life, from being a slave. It's not about you. 
It's not about me or you. It's about God. You can't forget those dates because they mark prophetic times. The Passover was a time of liberation that Christ provided. When he goes to the cross, he dies. And he went and he did that to give us life, to save us, to save the people from Pharaoh's hand. Please connect yourself the uh, Wednesday service because we're going to speak more on this. If you go to the next, the next verse, it jumps to the next festival. first fruits was celebrated every three months oh we didn't like that one huh every three months and then right there you're gonna in these verses you'll see here in the office she's still listening she commented on the life I got really nervous just now each and every one of these dates are important to our life and each and each one of these festivals Catches us from something else. On Sunday, we will be seeing the power of the first fruits. How many of you guys have experienced the blessings and the power of the first fruits? Even if you don't lift your hand. But how many of you have actually experienced it? I'm going to tell you something. No matter how small you're, you have sowed during your first fruits, you are still experiencing the power of the first fruits. what happens when you believe God I know many testimonies here of you guys because you guys have told them and many of you guys don't understand how God is doing it how God is moving and in the middle of difficult times you know a new car Some of us, in the middle of what we're living, 
showing us his hand. Your business is taking off. Your finances are better than ever. How many of you guys' finances have been better than ever? It's because of the seed you planted. Do you know why? Because the first fruits were designed so that the city can lift. So that they can lift a, a, a reap from what they have sowed. If you can stand on your feet and when we close the transmission, I'm going to do a prayer with 